Jen Lehman, Chartered Surveyor and Co-Founder of Property Elite. Welcome to our weekly CPD podcast, full of advice, tips and knowledge to help you ace your APC or ASOC RICS assessment. You might also find this podcast helpful to fulfil your annual CPD hours if you're already a qualified Chartered Surveyor. In this week's blog, we take a look at the new RICS professional statement, Code for Leasing Business Premises, England and Wales First Edition. You can download a full copy from the RICS website. The new professional statement takes effect from the 1st of September 2020. The aim is to improve transparency and fairness in commercial lease negotiation, including initial negotiation of lease terms and mandatory provision of comprehensive heads of terms to facilitate the legal drafting process. This applies to both new leases and lease renewals. Other key aims include providing assurance and clarity to occupiers, promoting a less adversarial relationship between occupiers, owners and their advisors, encouraging surveyors and lawyers to work collaboratively and encouraging occupiers to take professional advice. The former 2007 Code for Leasing Business Premises was produced by a coalition of industry bodies, including RICS, whereas the new 2020 professional statement has been published directly by RICS. It's supported by a number of other organisations, such as BPF, Revo, the Law Society, the Federation of Small Business, an Association of Licensed Multiple Retailers and BCO. University of Reading research in 2009 showed a lack of awareness and usage of the 2007 code. This has been addressed by the new code having professional statement status, meaning that it is of mandatory application to RICS members and firms. The new code is structured with an introduction, mandatory requirements, lease negotiation best practice, Appendix A, template heads of terms and checklist, and Appendix B, guide for landlords and tenants. So what does commercial include? Commercial is defined to include tenants who will carry on trade, professional or other business activities in them, but it doesn't apply to agricultural lettings, to premises that will only be used for housing plant and equipment, such as electricity transformers or telecoms, or advertising media, such as hoardings, to premises that are intended to be wholly sublet by the tenant, or to premises being let for a period of not more than six months. So what are the mandatory requirements? Negotiations and heads of terms must be approached in a constructive and collaborative manner. This should produce letting terms that achieve a fair balance between the parties, having regard to their respective commercial interests. Parties who are not represented by an RICS member or property professional must be advised about the existence of the code and to obtain professional representation. Written heads of terms must be provided by the landlord or their letting agent on a subject-to-contract basis. As a minimum, these must include the following terms. The identity and extent of the premises, with the landlord providing a land registry compliant plan if the lease is registrable, so it's over seven years. Special rights to be granted, such as parking or telecom data access term length and security of tenure, break or renewal rights, any guarantor and or rent deposit, rent, frequency of payment, payment of business rates and VAT, incentives such as rent free, rent reviews frequency and basis, service charge insurance, alienation rights, repairing obligation, permitted use and changes of use, 
alterations in reinstatement, initial alterations or fit-out, and conditions such as being subject to survey, board approval, or planning consent. The above also apply at lease renewal or extension. However, the term stated may follow the existing lease subject to reasonable modernisation. To ensure that the minimum requirements are met, the parties should refer to the template heads of terms and checklist in Appendix A. The checklist in particular can be used when a landlord prefers to use their own heads of terms document to ensure that the mandatory minimum requirements are met. What best practice requirements are set out? We'll take a look at a few of these, although it's not an exhaustive list, so make sure that you read the full document to familiarise familiarise yourself with all of the best practice guidance if you're involved in the negotiation of commercial leases. For break options, the Code recommends that these should be conditional only on the tenant paying or basic rent payable on any date before the break date, giving up occupation and leaving behind no subtenants or other occupiers. Disputes about the state of the premises or what has been left behind or removed should be settled later, as at normal lease expiry. Leases should require landlords to repay any rent, service charge or insurance paid by the tenant for any period after a break takes effect. And repayment of service charges may be deferred until the service charge accounts are finalised. For rent deposits, the following must be confirmed. Amount held, including or excluding VAT. Time held, whether it will be held as security for rent only or for all other lease obligations. When it will be returned to the tenant with any accrued interest. For rent reviews, both parties should be able to initiate the process and there should be no time limits imposed to prevent a review or set a new rent through an action by either party. In relation to alienation, tenants should be permitted to assign whole with landlord's consent not to be unreasonably withheld or delayed. Reasonable and appropriate circumstances where consent can be refused may be stated. For example, rental arrears, where the assignee has insufficient financial strength. When assigning a lease, the landlord may reasonably require the tenant to provide an authorised guarantee agreement, otherwise known as an AGA. In terms of change of use, clauses should be no more restrictive than necessary to protect the value of the premises and any adjoining or neighbouring premises owned by the landlord. Finally, what's included in the Guide for Landlords and Tenants, also known as Appendix B. This provides supplementary guidance and is not of mandatory application. It aims to exist both parties in understanding commercial lease negotiations and the aims of the new professional statement. It's essential for surveyors to read and a helpful point of reference for clients to ensure that they understand the process of agreeing or renewing a commercial lease. That's it for this week. Head to our website to find out more by reading our blog or watching our short CPD summary videos on YouTube. You can also access our free and paid support resources, including ebook guides, revision quizzes, submission review, APC question pack, e-mock interview and various discounted support packages. We also provide a free 15-minute consultation and or review of your referral report if you've been referred, so just sign up using the link on our website. You can also use the chat function on the website for any burning questions. So, 